The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And greetings. Welcome to it. Uh, we are ready to go. We hope you are as well. John Skull's here hosting as always. And uh, with me, the big guy, Lior Sanfira from employmentlawyer.ca. You can reach out any time to Lior when we're not doing this fine half-hour radio. And how do you go about doing that? You make the phone call. Seriously, one 821 5900 Bring it on. Call him anytime. He's got a great team answering those calls and helping you out with your particular predicament. Uh, beyond that, email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And anytime you would like, you can go there. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca pretty much tells you a very high percentage of what we talk about on the show every weeknight. Uh, but you can take your own time on the website and have access to the severance calculator as well. Free, anonymous. So... Get on board with that for sure. Lots of stuff going on uh, here for the next half hour. It can be uh, confusing the world of employment law, especially for uh, you. If you just tuned into the show or watch a TV show for the first couple of times, you probably got a billion questions. And we're going to clean out the inbox. We got so much email piling up um, over the last few weeks. We'll want to go to a bunch of those because you're uh, courteous enough to send them in. So we want to answer them, right? So that's coming up shortly. But first, Leora, as always, case of the day, pal. What do you got going on? Hey, John, the Employment Law Show. As the name suggests, of course, we're here to talk about that important topic that applies to all of us. Well, as as long as we have a job, certainly it applies to us. So if you're now wondering about your rights, no need to wonder anymore. If you had a bad day at work, well, let's find out if what happened was actually legal. It may not have been. You may have had some rights breached, etc. Well, call at the office. Johnny here already told you the contact information. We'll give it to you again throughout the show. Here to help, here to talk. And to start off case of the day, a situation that came across my desk, I spoke with a, a gentleman that uh, had uh, gone through some restructuring at his employer. They had some people were let go, and, and uh, because of that restructuring, he and a few colleagues were asked over a period of several weeks to work very long hours during that restructuring. He's a team player. He had no problem doing that. So he continued working, worked very long, you know, 50, 60-hour weeks, uh, and eventually things kind of went back to normal. Once it went back to normal, he went to his employer and said, okay, I noticed that I haven't gotten paid overtime for those few weeks. Hmm. Uh, he got a bit of a kind of a, a, a curt, how you would say, response saying, well, you know, I thought you were a team player. We all had to pitch <laughs> in. There was restructuring here and, and, you know, we, we did everything we can to kind of keep you employed. So, you know, uh, you really want to ask for overtime. He said, well, yeah, I mean, I, I worked these long hours. I want to get paid. And sure enough, a few days later, he gets paid. Uh, he got paid everything properly. But fast forward another week and a half after that, he gets called into a meeting and uh-huh. is let go. Yep. Oh, just restructuring. Uh, we're going to let you go. So he calls me very upset. And it's clear to me, and I think it's clear to all our uh, listeners right now, why he was let go. He was let go because he had the audacity to demand payment for uh, the overtime that he worked. Well, guess what? You can't do that. You cannot let someone go because they're asking to be paid what's owed them. That's illegal. We call that a reprisal. 
Every employee should get paid what they're owed, and every employee is allowed to demand that payment, to ask questions about that, to, to make their employer do what they're supposed to. And you cannot in any way be punished for that. So we know he's owed severance, of course, but beyond that, there's additional damages and punishment that would come be coming here the company's way because of this illegal treatment. So I wanted to remind everyone here is that if you're owed overtime, vacation pay, if there's that, or commissions owing to you, bonuses owing to you, you can ask for it, you can demand it, you can follow up on that, and knowing that legally your employer can't do anything to you. If they do, there's going to be consequences, there's going to be repercussions, and if they do anything to you, you know what to do. You give me a call, I'll make sure that you get what you're owed. And uh, you can do that anytime. By the way, as Leor mentioned, we always give out that uh, information outside the show, one 821 5,900, don't sit in peril and go, God, i got nowhere to turn. Yes, you do. Call the Orange's team anytime. Grab a call before we take a short break, and that would be uh, that would be our pal, Christine. What do you say, Christine? How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you for taking the time. What's your concern? Um, okay, so I was hired by a company a year and a half ago. I was hired permanent part-time, three days a week, and since then, um, my employer is telling me that by spring – of next year, I will need to go to five days a week or I will need to leave. And I just wondered, would I be required to receive some severance or is that even allowed? That kind of thing. Excellent question, Christine. So uh, the answer is, is straightforward. If you ultimately don't go to five days, they can't do that, doesn't work for me, they can let you go, right? An employer is allowed to let an employee go, but you've already kind of hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, you would be owed severance, absolutely. So if by next spring you're, a, let's say, a two-year employee, uh, what kind of a job is this, Christine? Um, it's uh, working um, within Toronto, uh, within Ontario, uh, like a marketing-type position, but I'm out in the field talking okay. to customers. And, and how old are you, Christine? I'm 62. So someone in your situation would be owed anywhere from four to six months of severance. So that's what severance would look like for you if they decide to let you go. So the issue is not so much that they want you to go to to, to change your days of work. Uh, they can ask for that. You can say yes, you can say no. But ultimately, if you say no and they decide to let you go, they're going to have to pay you that severance. If you don't get that severance, you know what to do. You give me a call. We'll get it. But no, they're not going to be able to let you go without severance, Christine. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks, Christine. Appreciate the call. We'll uh, we'll talk to you very shortly. And again, if you need to reach out uh, beyond the call we just had there, you can do it through email as well. Help at employmentlawyer.ca or Leor and the team always available. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And we'll bounce over to some emails in just a bit here on the Employment Law Show. Stand by. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Oh, yeah, we're ready to go. Employment Law Show, let's get it happening. Lior's got his bell bottoms on and the afro going, so we got the right tunes for sure. The email, here's how that goes. Help at uh, employmentlawyer.ca, Lior. 
First one is from our pal Sean. Says, guys, love the show. I've been getting a substantial bonus of about 30% of my salary for the past seven years. The company just announced uh, that this year there will be no bonuses since bonuses are discretionary. Can they avoid paying me that bonus now? By the way, that bell bottoms thing is supposed to be our secret, John. Come on, I thought <laughs> we're right. pals. That's yeah. right. Uh, but no, this this issue with respect to bonus, by the way, in all seriousness, is one that comes up very often. You get a bonus every year. You know, it's the old Clark Griswold uh, example. That's right. You get you get the the bonus. You count on the bonus as part of your compensation. Uh, but the company says, no, it's discretionary, so this year we're not going to pay it. Can they do that? Well, the answer is no. And the reason for that is if it becomes a regular thing that you know you always get it around the same time, it's always there, it becomes a part of your compensation. It's, it becomes something that you can rely on, and the company is obligated to pay. Now, this is true even if you sign an employment agreement that says, it's discretionary. Some people sign that, but they get it every year, and then the company says, you know that agreement you signed six years ago? It says discretionary. So this year, because it's discretionary, we're not paying it. Can't do that. Even though it said you said it's discretionary, if it becomes a regular thing, it, it is a regular thing, and I have to pay it. Now, if it's one of those things where some years you get it, some years you don't get it, then clearly at that point it is discretionary, and the company can decide what to do. But if you get it every year, like in, in this situation that you just uh, read, John, then no, they can't take that. And by taking the bonus away, that could be a constructive dismissal. Yeah. So be mindful of that. If your bonus or your commissions or really any component of your compensation is taken away because the company says we're allowed to, no, they're not. And if it's a significant change, it could absolutely be a constructive dismissal. Sean, appreciate you uh, reaching out. You know what to do as well after the show. one 821 5900 is how you move on from that. Cheryl, thank you for standing by momentarily. How are you? Good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you for taking the time tonight. What's uh, what's your concern? Um, back in 2015, I worked um, a contract, and the contract was sent to the director to be signed. And by the time it came back signed and declined, I had already put in 54 hours of work. So I never got paid. Can I go back to 2015? No, unfortunately, you, you, you're out of time. There would have been a two-year limitation period, and here we are about eight years after. So there's no question that you would you're owed that money, and there would have been no legal basis not to pay you for work done. But unfortunately, because we're out of time, the limitation period has expired, Cheryl. There's nothing that can be done uh, going back that far. Okay, thank you for your time. Thanks, Cheryl. Appreciate you uh, listening to the show as well. Email address, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Jill's, uh, Jill's on here. Lior, this is probably the creepiest email we're going to get tonight. It says, guys, my boss regularly tries to flirt with me and has even asked me out a couple times. I've always said no and have been trying to avoid him. His behavior makes me very uncomfortable, and I don't know what to do now. Well, yeah, no doubt that it makes her feel uncomfortable, completely unacceptable on so many levels. It's, it's oh. even difficult to comprehend that this thing still happens these days. So here's what I would tell her. Uh, the first question I would have for her is, is there a person that you can talk to in the workplace that can do something about it? HR, uh, super, uh, supervisor, general manager, owner, whoever the right person is. If there is, you have to tell them about it. Do it in writing so that there's a record. Tell them, this is what's happening. I'm very uncomfortable. Please deal with it. The company is obligated by law to take that very seriously and to deal with this issue. And if they don't, that's a human rights violation, okay? And that's also a constructive dismissal. They have to. 
if they don't, again, significant consequences. If there really isn't someone for her, for her to talk to, because maybe it's the owner that's uh, doing this behavior, well, let me get her out of there. Again, we're talking human rights violation. No one should ever work in that type of an environment. That's unacceptable. Uh, and, and in this day and age, for, for someone to think that they can do that and that that's fine, that's just outrageous. So yes. there's plenty of options here. And if you can't get someone in the workplace to solve this problem for you, call me and I'll deal with it. Uh, Fred is up next on the email. This guy's have an employee that's constantly late for work. He always has an excuse, but I feel that this is a little unfair to the other employees that actually come in on time. Is there anything I can do about it? Sure, I, I agree that, that it's unfair. So what you want to do is start with some discipline. So you would, next time the person is late, you're going to give them a, a, a note, and something in writing. They don't even have to sign it. The email is fine too. Simply saying, you know, you were late. We've talked to you before about this. We're warning you that you're expected to be on time, or if not, there could be other consequences. Uh, if that resolves the issue, fine. If it doesn't resolve, the next time this happens, you're going to give them another warning and say, this is the final warning. And, you know, we've talked to you before, we've given you a warning, we're telling you that we're going to have to let you go if you can't be here on time. And if it happens again, you may then be in a position potentially to terminate for cause because you've given them the warnings, because you've given them the opportunity to improve, and you told them what would happen if he continues to be late. So that's the way to do it. Now, what he can't do is simply say, well, you know, he's been late, so I'm going to let him go for cause. You can let him go today, but you'd have to pay him severance. If you let him go, if you want to let him go for cause without severance, you have to build that case. You have to give him a warning, a final warning, and then maybe you're in a position to do that. So that's how uh, how that would work. Uh, and and if you if you do it properly, either the behavior will change, or you'll be in a position to terminate employment for cause. And always a good reminder that if you're an employer listening to the show, always good advice for uh, for you guys as well. Is it generally a three-strike rule? I mean, that's that's a little bit of a broad term, but that's what employers can kind of look at, three warnings, verbal, written, written, and then they can take steps? Yeah, it, it, you can never really go wrong with the three rule. Uh, yeah. there, there are cases, depending on the behavior, where you know one is, is enough. Other cases where it's so minor, you may need to do more than three. But but the reality is that three generally you you rarely will go wrong. I, I like three, so uh, you know whether it's uh, three. And by the way, I I don't believe in verbal warnings. If uh, should always be in writing, kind of one, then a final one, and then maybe you're in a position to terminate. So there has to be three incidents. Uh, but always a good idea if you're an employer if you want to do this right to call get some advice so you make sure that you stay on the right side of the law. Let's get to uh, Daryl's email here before we go back to the phones. This guy was just given a termination letter that offers me 12 weeks severance after four and a half years with the company. The HR manager says that if I hire a lawyer, the company will feel that I'm threatening it, them, and will refuse to pay me the 12 weeks. Does it make sense to contact you in these circumstances? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, uh, it's it's not up to the company to decide how they feel about this. You're owed what you're owed. So in this case, he's probably owed six months severance. He was offered 12 weeks, whatever it is. So that's less than half what he's owed. So he's been wrongfully dismissed. So the company says, don't call us on our legal, uh, on our illegal conduct because we'll be upset if you call us on our illegal conduct. Well, that's absurd. No. They're going to pay what they are owed, and it's not up to them to decide uh, to decide that. So, yes, we can resolve this quickly, amicably. Don't be intimidated. You're owed double what they've offered, so let's just go ahead and get you that. 
Thank you, Daryl. Call the uh, number of the firm a little later on this week and have that uh, taken care of and have a further conversation for sure. Got to get Scott on the line here. He's been standing by. Hi, Scott. Good evening. How are you? Not bad. I just wondered, uh, I got a case here where I was attending uh, a school bus uh, training for my Class B license to drive a school bus for the kids, uh, elementary and high school. And uh, my license was, had to. I did all my uh, Remigajig rim, rim, uh, training and I uh, did my clearance and all that. But the MTO had to clear my uh, background check and all that before I get I finished my uh, license uh, examination. It was uh, it was held back due to the fact that uh, I, I had two, three different references. Uh, residents moves the past three years due to COVID because I was helping out my parents. And uh, I inquired I, I, to this to the company of what's going on with my uh with my uh, training, you know, and and uh, did the MTO Ministry of Transportation clear my uh, clear my paperwork in order for me to finish my examination, uh, do my examination, and get on with employment? So uh, they said they were going to look into that, and the manager did, and uh, they never did. I caught them in a bunch of lies, so because because I phoned the Ministry of Transportation myself, and they said that we cleared we cleared you like four months ago, five months ago. Wow. And uh, so I, I caught them in a lie. I phoned back the manager, uh, my my trainer, and then I phoned the manager. And basically, uh, I caught her. I said, like, why didn't you guys call me back and let me know why was my uh, thing shelved? Uh, and basically, they said I'm no longer. Uh, the manager said I'm no longer. Uh, I've been rude to their, rude to their uh, uh, staff and all that. And basically, she said I'm no, no longer welcome as a part of the team. I was wondering if I can get compensation for uh, all those months of training and that, and for them lying to me. So, am I right, Scott? You never actually started working because of this issue happened, but you went through the training because they told you you have a job as long as you pass the training. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. That's hundred percent right. Yeah. So, 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 yes. As long as we're able to show that there was an agreement, in essence, that. Uh, you can come work there as long as you pass everything. Then, yeah, and you go went through that training and put in the time and put in the effort. Yeah, there's going to be compensation for that for sure if they decided to then renege on the deal, unless they can show they had a really good reason and that it was not possible to to bring you on at that point. So, yeah, no, their, uh, absolutely. Their reason, their reason was uh, to get out of her li- her lies. The manager, the director there. Uh, said that, uh, oh, uh, no, you've been extremely rude to my staff. I go, no, I haven't. I, I, what are you talking about? Because I, I, I called back the staff and I and inquired, and they know, they 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 said, we haven't heard of you from a while. And he all said, all agreed that, no, you haven't been rude. And and plus, that's not grounds. Uh, uh, that wasn't made, uh, made any information to me beforehand, and that's not grounds, any grounds for her to use that for an excuse. Yeah. So, no, I, I agree there should be compensation owed here. If you put in the, the time and the effort, obviously it's not easy to get that license necessarily. So, yeah, give us a call. Uh, there, there should be some compensation for your time and your losses here. Uh, we can we can talk about that once I understand more exactly what you had to go through to get the, the, that license. Uh, but, yeah, give us a call off there and, and we'll have that chat. Appreciate it, Scotty. Here is that number, as you uh, can guess. It's coming at you, one 821 to reach out, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And uh, speaking of that address, let's get to another email. They are going down to uh, to Dana. Says, guys have been off on a stress leave for two months, but don't want to go back to work because I'm afraid of how I will be treated. What are my options? What do I do? 
So the reality is that if you're now uh, on a leave because of the way you were treated, if you were treated badly, that could be a constructive dismissal. That means that not going back, you, the law still looks at it as a termination of your employment and you can get compensation. The real issue of the question is, can you prove that mistreatment? Right. If you can prove what happened, uh, that, that you were treated badly or you're bullied or harassed, then you're good. You don't have to go back. You can still get compensation. That could be months and months of pay. But if you can't prove it beyond what you have to say, if there's no nothing in writing, if there's no recording, if there's no witness, there's nothing to corroborate that, that's going to be very tough to do. So if there isn't any evidence, what I would tell Dana to do is to consider going back. And if she goes back, if everything is great, they treat her well, fantastic. If they don't treat her well, which is what she's concerned about, start documenting. Send someone an email confirming what happened or write it down and create that written record. And once you have that, we're going to be able to get you out of there so you don't have to continue working in that environment and get you compensated. So it's all about proving, showing that that mistreatment. If you can show it, you have all kinds of legal recourse. Stevie's up next. Guys, guys have been working for my employer for the last five years. They just told me that my job will end in six months. But in the meantime, my hours are going to be reduced from 40 to 30 a week. Can they do that? Can't do that. Even if you're on quote-unquote working notice, they have to maintain the terms of your employment. If they reduce from 40 to 30, that's a significant uh, reduction. So that reduction is a constructive dismissal. So what he can do now, what what he's able to do is say by doing that, by changing my hours and, and reducing my pay, you know, that significantly, I'm now, I don't have to stay. I can treat that as a termination and get my full severance. No, they cannot do that at all. Not even close. We'll wrap it up with uh, Troy. Troy, you got a minute or two. What's going on with you, pal? Okay, so if you came to this country on a work permit, you know, and you're working with a hotel, how long do you have to wait to get vacation? I'm being told it's a year that you can't have vacation. You can't leave till a year. Is this true or not? That That is my understanding as well. Like I, said, I don't deal often with these immigration issues. I, I'm happy to connect you with a colleague that does, but my understanding also is that it is a year. Uh, but if, if you want to reach me off air, I'll be happy to connect you with a good, close friend that deals with these work permits exclusively, and she can give you the answers for sure. Troy, appreciate that call. Let's get Ron in here quickly. He says, guys, just came back from a disability leave. I got into a small accident at work. My company now says it doesn't believe that I'm healthy enough to work, even though I am. Is there anything that I can do about that? Absolutely. Easy, in fact. Get a doctor's note. As long as you have a doctor's note saying, yeah, he's been cleared to return to work, that's it. It's not up to the company. By the way, it's not up to him either. It's not up to Troy. It's up to his doctor. If your doctor says you can work, the company can't deny you, can't question that, can't demand a second opinion. They have to do what your doctor says. And if they refuse, that could be a human rights violation. That could be a constructive dismissal. You name it. So start with that doctor's note. Make it as clear as possible. If they don't go with that doctor's note, you call me right away. And that is a wrap for this evening. Appreciate you guys picking up the phone and making those phone calls. You make the show that much more interesting, but that's okay. You didn't get a chance to call in. Back here tomorrow, same time with Lior, 630. In the meantime, that number again, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And that website, keep it all the time, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow at 630. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Upon the law.